0: Hello, it's great to have you join us today. The vision is for you to see Jesus and then be able to show him to someone. Please grab your Bible and notepad as we journey together in the revelation of Jesus Christ. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved.
1: Glory to Jesus hallelujah so today we will be considering a very important issue and i will just uh, invite you to to come along with me as we look into the world to actually consider this issue Uh, to begin i want us to uh, read first of all from first timothy chapter 2 verse 1 to 6 first Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 to 6. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our saviour who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth that's a point of emphasis it says who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth verse 5 for there is one God and one mediator between God and men demand Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Hallelujah. Again, the key points, God, we see from here, desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And this passage also tells us that the mediator between God and man, that one man is Christ Jesus. And he gave himself a ransom for all. Hallelujah. Let's see Second Peter chapter three verse nine. Second Peter chapter three verse nine. Yeah. Second Peter chapter three verse nine. It says, "The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness." but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Wow. So again, we see here confirmation that God's desire, the matter pertinent in God's heart, God's thought is strictly towards the salvation of not just one man, not just some men, but all men. it desires that all men be saved. It desires that all men come to repentance, come to the change of their mind towards him. It desires a reconciliation between himself and all men, leaving no one out for destruction. Hallelujah. If this is true, as the Bible tells us, If it is so that God doesn't want uh, 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 the destruction of any man, rather, he wants every man saved, then why are people not saved? Why are people not saved? Romans chapter 10 verses 13 and 14 answers that question for us. It says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then it goes on, verse 14, to say that, Uh, How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe if they have not heard? How shall they hear if there is no preacher? And then later on, I think verse 15 or 16, it says, uh, 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 How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. So we see that God's goal in actually saving all men is actualized through the gospel the gospel of peace is god's way to actually save men no wonder paul speaks in romans chapter 1 verse 16 he says i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god unto salvation unto them that believe first to the Gentiles uh, first to the Jews pardon and also to the Gentiles hallelujah I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation hallelujah so we see again clearly God's goal is to save all men and the way he achieves the goal is through The Gospel, the preaching of the Gospel. And it's interesting because (laughs) the Gospel is not motivational speaking, no. The Gospel is not 5 to 10 lessons from uh, 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 the life of Joseph. That is not the Gospel. The Gospel is not 20 lessons from the life of Noah. The the Gospel is not 20 relationship nuggets. (laughs) The gospel is not 20 keys for generating kingdom wealth that is not the gospel that is not the gospel the gospel is so specific the gospel is the message of the death the barrier and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. John chapter 3 verse 16 tells us, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave His Son in death. Hallelujah. He gave Himself as a ransom, as we have read, in 2 uh, 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 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, or rather 1 se- uh, Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 6, we read earlier, He gave himself a ransom for man. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So until a man hears the gospel, he is not saved. Again, it is the gospel of Christ and the gospel is simply the message of the death the uh, uh, burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, it is important to also note that the gospel doesn't have power. We are not trying to say that, oh yeah, the gospel is so powerful. We are not saying that the uh, uh, the gospel is full of power rather the gospel is the power the gospel is not a type of power the gospel is not a producer of power no the gospel is the power the definite article the power specific it is the power of god unto salvation it is god's way of rotting salvation to mankind hallelujah praise jesus and like 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 most most other things the gospel over generations unfortunately has been passed down from generation to generation and uh, a lot of additions a lot of alterations a lot of adulterations as as i know have actually been made even to what is called the gospel today a lot of changes the gospel, in in the real sense, in the actual sense, that word interpreted, you no, know, a translated gospel, in the New Testament, is the Greek word euangelion. Euangelion, which means good news. The kind of good news that is nearly too good to be true. A good news that is nearly too good to be true. Hallelujah. That is the 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 the, the actual meaning of that word the gospel hallelujah so it is interesting to also note that even though we look at generations after generations now and then we see that um, the gospel has had different faces per time i mean a lot of additions and then it's almost a state of confusion what exactly is the gospel it's interesting to note that that confusion is not peculiar to this generation. That change, change, change in tone, change in details per time. That alteration, okay, to the gospel is not peculiar to this generation. Scripture records concerning the Galatian church. Scripture says in Galatians chapter one, verse. In fact, the Galatian church was, was actually a very peculiar one to Paul. In the ministry of paul in the heart of paul scriptures record how paul addressed the the corinthian church where there were so many disorderly things happening okay in the corinthian church in fact one of the believers there was was actually sleeping with his uh, father's wife there were some sleeping with temple a lot, crazy things disorder in prophecy you know <laughs> different kind of crazy things happening in that church yet Not one time did Paul address them as strictly as he addressed the Galatian church. In fact, Paul's response to the Corinthian church was, Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Wow, someone that actually sleeps with the temple a lot, he says that to them. Yet, this Galatian church, (laughs) he opens. In Galatians chapter 1 from verses 1 to 6, he said, I marvel from verse 6, I marvel, I marvel that you are you are you are you are soon turned away from the gospel which you have received into another gospel. We will be seeing that in detail in a jiffy. But you see, twice, in fact, more than once, Paul called the Galatians foolish. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, oh foolish Galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes he has been evidently set forth crucified amongst you who bewitched you that you should not then uh, obey the truth so we, we 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 hear strong words Paul uses against Galatians uh, 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 concerning the Galatian church then it makes me wonder what was their undoing? doing? What was their mistake? Why would Paul speak so strongly to them? Why? You know, later on we realize through the book of, of Galatians and Paul actually explains let, let's go into Galatians chapter 1 verse uh, verses 1 to 6 let's see exactly what transpired in the Galatian church Uh, i think that's that's something of of interest to us right here Galatians chapter one um i'll I'll read from verse six i marvel (laughs) right after his usual greeting he went straight into it i marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of christ to a different gospel <laughs> and then it goes on to explain which is not another but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of christ but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you let him be accursed as we have said before so now i say again If anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. So we see Paul explaining, expatiating on what he actually meant by another gospel. He says it is a a, a different gospel which is not another because certain people crept in amongst them to pervert the gospel of Christ. And that is what we have in this generation. It's so easy to actually point accusing fingers at the Galician Church and say that what were, they, uh, what were they doing? These guys were really foolish. But in, in the real sense, we see that in our days, where the gospel of Christ has been handed on to, where you have adulterations, just like that beach, the this beach, when uh, 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 someone fully clad in, 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 in suits, shows up on that beach, the person appears like a madman because the normal, the abnormal, which is people are uh, 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 um, walking around unclad has become the normal. So when the normal comes, it is seen as the abnormal. That is tantamount to what we are seeing these days. When the fake thing stay so long enough that... <laughs> it's no it is actually seen as as the original it is seen as the original so that when the actual original comes in it is seen as as the fake so we see here by by paul explaining that it's actually the gospel of christ being perverted and like i said we see that today we hear things like you see now that you are saved like you are saved now but you know you have to do something to actually ensure that you are saved no another gospel what is another gospel anything different from the gospel of christ anything different from the gospel of christ we hear all kind of additions today they say jesus and then you do this then you are saved jesus and then you do this then you are saved through the book of galatians we actually understand that that was what happened there were some that 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 began dosing the law into the gospel they began recommending that god's acceptance acceptance before god must be pursued by human performance as well and that is antichrist that negates the essence of the gospel hallelujah hallelujah glory to jesus so this leads us to the whole important question if it has been established that oh this gospel of christ can actually be perverted into another gospel then i think the right question to ask is what then is the gospel of christ how do we identify the gospel of christ Because anything that is not the gospel of Christ is what Paul calls another gospel. Hallelujah. Thankfully, the Holy Ghost records a full sermon of Paul. Where Paul actually preached the gospel. Now we can go into that and see the gospel that the Galatians had. The gospel that was preached to the Galatian church, which Paul talks about. That they later deviated from. That they later devi—ah, uh, are uh, 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 perverted. Glory to Jesus. And to help us with that, let's go into Acts chapter 13. What is this gospel? What is the gospel of Christ? What is the gospel of Christ? Yeah, it's actually a long one. But we we'll, would we'll, we'll read from Acts chapter 13 verse 16. We'll start from, I think we go from 16 through... To 46. I'll let me quickly give a quick background of what happened in this chapter. In Acts chapter 13 verse 2, we know that Paul was actually set apart together with Barnabas by the Holy Ghost. During that believers meeting, during the gathering of the believers, scripture says the Holy Ghost spoke and asked that Paul and Barnabas be set apart for the work, for the assignment that God was given them, was given them at that point in time. And then the subsequent verses, we learn of, of of some aspects of their journey, how they traveled the way from Antioch, first of all, and then how they they met the sorcerer, and then they came back, like Paul came back, even to, to Antioch. Hallelujah, Paul got to, to Antioch and that is where verse 16 actually starts from. So, let's read that. In fact, Let's read from verse 13 so that we can get a full picture of what happened when he got back to Antioch in Pisidia. Now, when Paul and his party set sail from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. Yeah, so the synagogue is like uh, uh, a gathering uh, uh, of the Jews where they basically read scriptures. And what scripture? The law and the prophets basically. That is held on the Sabbath day. The one we can liken to a Saturday in, in our days right now. So... Verse fifteen, and after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent to them, saying, "Men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on." So after the reading of the law, that is the first five books, the books written by Moses: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and the prophets' books like Isaiah, Habakkuk, Psalm. These are the prophets. Okay, after the reading. As they would do customarily, okay, after the reading, Paul was beckoned on to actually give a speech. Then Paul begins, verse 16. So let's move. Then Paul stood up and motioning with his hand, said, Men of Israel and you will fear God. Listen. So men of Israel, talking about the Jews that were there present and those who fear God. So there were other uh, 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 people, there were Gentiles present people that were non-Jews, okay? They were present, some of them proselytes, some of them, you know, like converts into Judaism, you know, there were people. So this gathering had both Jews and Gentiles. That's the point, okay? Not just Jews. So it goes on, verse 17. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he brought them out of it now for a time of about 40 years he put up with their ways in the wilderness and when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan he distributed their land to them by allotment now we have to be careful when treating this this verse 19 it's not the subject of today when you hear statements like God destroyed we know that destruction is not of God God doesn't destroy Scripture tells us Jesus speaking about the character of the devil. Destruction is of the devil. For the thief, John chapter ten verse ten. For the thief, cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He goes on. He says, But I have come so God's goal, God's mission is to give life and to give it more abundantly. Hallelujah. So. It is not the focus for today, but be careful when you read things like God destroyed. Actually, maybe we'll talk more about it as we go on. But verse 20, after that, he gave them judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet. Until Samuel the prophet. And afterward, they asked for a king. So God gave them Saul the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for forty years. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. From this man's seed, according to the promise, God raised up for Israel a savior, Jesus. Wow. So for the first time, Jesus is introduced in the synagogue. <laughs> they read Isaiah fifty three. They read all the prophets, all the psalms, uh, 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 week in week out, not realizing that the one that they read about had come. Hallelujah! Not realizing that their rulers in Jerusalem had actually fulfilled those scriptures. But for the first time, Paul master no, no like like. Uh, Paul skillfully uses the Old Testament to introduce Jesus in the synagogue, and that is the purpose of scriptures, people of God. That is the purpose. Scripture says, "All scriptures you no know, testify of Him." Jesus said that all scriptures are you no know, the central theme of. of 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 all scriptures is jesus christ hallelujah so the job of a bible student is to bring or, or, or a preacher is to bring jesus out from those shadows and bring him clear for all eyes to see hallelujah so paul here uses the old testament skillfully to introduce jesus just like jesus did by himself remember luke chapter 24 jesus walking with cleopas and his friend Scripture says, he expounded, beginning from Moses, all the scriptures concerning himself. Hallelujah. That is how Jesus taught scriptures, by bringing out himself from the pages of the scriptures. And Paul did the same. And we are doing the same. Hallelujah. Right now. Amen. So, for the first time, Jesus is introduced in the synagogue. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Verse 20 verse 20 yeah where are we verse 24 after john had first preached uh before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of israel and as john was finalizing his course he said who do you think i am i am not he but behold there comes one after me the sanders of whose feet i am not worthy to lose Men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. Hallelujah. Is someone excited to hear that? So the salvation was not sent just to the Jews. Not just to the family of Abraham. It was sent to everyone. So you you, you see here in verse 26, it says, uh, sons of the family of Abraham and those among you who fear God again. Talking about the Gentiles, the Gentiles, the Gentiles, the non-Jews amongst them. Hallelujah. So the word of salvation is sent first to the Jews and also to the Gentiles. Again, this links up perfectly with Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Again, we cannot overstress this. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation, unto them that believe. Forced to the Gentiles and also uh, to the Jews and also to the Gentiles. So again, this salvation, this gift of salvation, this gospel is to the Jews and to the Gentiles alike. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Let's go to verse 27. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the prophets, the voice of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath I fulfilled them in condemning him. So we see again, just as we have established before, they read the prophets every now and then, but they did not realize that their rulers in Jerusalem had fulfilled those words. Hallelujah. But Paul here brings Jesus out from the shadows, introduces the man behind the book to the readers of the book. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So, verse 28, And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. So, you see Paul here talking about the death of Jesus. The gospel is about the death of Jesus, but it doesn't stop there. Verse 29, Now, when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. Talking about his burial. Hallelujah. The death, the barrier. But God raised him from the dead. Talking about the resurrection. Hallelujah. And someone is asking, why is the resurrection important? I thought it was just all about the death. Okay. Why is the resurrection so important? I like to answer it with this little, uh, 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 this short, short illustration. Imagine I, I killed someone. Like i committed a crime and then the judge the judge actually because that's what happened at the uh, 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 with mankind you see mankind had sinned now because god is a just god because god is a righteous god no sin must go unpunished every sin must be punished but guess what even though he's a just god he is a loving god he loves the sinner so He had to punish every sin, yet he doesn't want to punish the sinner. So what did he do? God took it upon himself to die the sinner's death. Hallelujah. Scripture says God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So what happened was that God stepped out of God and that God became a man. He walked amongst us in the flesh, hundred percent man, hundred percent God. That was Jesus Christ, the person called Jesus Christ. So he walked amongst us. uh, 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 uh. He died the sinner's death. He died the worst death for for the worst sinners. In fact, he was buried like he was hung in between two notorious sinners. Wow. He took our place in the punishment. So by so doing, he could no. he satisfied the, 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 the righteous requirement of being the judge and yet is satisfied you no know, his desire to love the sinner to show love to the sinner so imagine I committed the crime and then the judge decided to die for me decided to to, 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 to go to jail for the sake of uh, illustration he went to jail for me now the moment that person that went to jail for me steps out out of the jail haven't completed the term do i see the person and get scared or i see the person and i get excited of course i see the person and get excited because i know now the punishment is fully paid i need not fear that a guard or the police are gonna come after me to incarcerate me that cannot happen why? Because the one that was punished, the punishment for my sins, is obviously over. Now, I see the person that was punished for my sins, actually, I see the person walking freely. Then I'm free. That is how important his resurrection is. No wonder Romans chapter 4, verse 25 tells us he was delivered for our sins, he was raised again for our justification. Hallelujah. The word for there is the, is the Greek word Gaia. Which means, there, which means on account of our justification, he was risen. No, he was raised again because we were justified. Hallelujah. So, his resurrection is the divine receipt that all the punishment for all our sins has been fully paid. Now, God is righteous not to punish the same thing, sin twice, and that is why what happened at the cross is not just talk of uh, 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 the father's mercy overlooking the child's wrongdoing no it is judicial it is backed by the law it is god's justice at work that is why we can live our lives without expecting any more punishment why because it is fully that has been fully paid by god himself hallelujah glory to jesus so that is how important his resurrection is in fact Paul speaks in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. He said, If Christ was not risen, then you remain in your sins. Hallelujah. We remain in our sins without the resurrection. Resurrection of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So again, having paid all the punishment, he was risen. No, he was raised again. And that is that speaks confidence. That's our divine receipt amen let's move on so um that's how important his resurrection is so verse 31 now it was seen for many days by those who came up with him from galilee to jerusalem who are his witnesses to the people and we declare to you glad tidings so from here paul goes on quoting other old testament passages for instance In verse 33, he quoted, you are my son, today I have begotten you. That is Psalms chapter 2, verse 7. In verse 34, he quoted, I will give you the sure message of David. That is Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3. So he went on using the old testament to bring out jesus amen again we can't emphasize this enough that is the purpose of scriptures that is the purpose of preaching that is the purpose of bible study amen to bring out jesus from the scriptures hallelujah that is how jesus preached scriptures that is how paul preached scriptures that is how the apostles after paul after the learned, they preach jesus that is how we are doing it right now amen glory to jesus hallelujah so he went on and then this goes on until the high point. we get to the high point verse 38 verse 38 the high point he says therefore let it be known to you brethren that through this man which man jesus is preached unto you through this man, Jesus, he speaks to you forgiveness of sins. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things, from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Hallelujah! So Paul here gives us the punchline of the gospel, which is twofold. Okay. Forgiveness of sins and justifications from all things, from which you cannot be justified by the law of Moses. So we see here, Paul making a bold declaration of God's unmerited favor. As we can see here, these two things, all that Paul have, has actually described here, he said, through this man, let it be known to you, men and brethren, talking about the Jews, the Gentiles, that through this man, you have forgiveness of sins. There's an offer of forgiveness of sins on the, on the table. There's an offer of justification, which you can never achieve through the law of Moses on the table. Does that sound like the gospel that that you have heard? This is the sum total. This is the cross of the gospel. And we can see here three qualities particularly. We can see here that it is unconditional. Number one, it is immediate. Number two, and it is eternal. It is without condition, no string attached. Clear forgiveness of sins through this man jesus forgiveness of sins and justification from all things from uh, which you cannot be justified by the law of moses hallelujah is someone excited in god's presence this this evening is someone excited to hear this, this 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 eternal immediate unconditional package this is the gospel this is the gospel this is the gospel so he goes on verse 40 beware therefore lest what has been spoken so he goes on from there by by warning against unbelief beware therefore lest what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you Behold, you despise us marvel and perish for i walk a walk in your days a walk which you will no means believe though no one where do uh, one way to declare it to you. Hallelujah. Verse 42. When the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them again the next Sabbath. Wow. Wow. Again, when we call something the gospel, if it is truly the gospel, people will beg to actually hear it preached for them. People will beg because it is good news indeed. It is good news indeed. It is so good, it is true. Hallelujah. If it is the good news, people will beg to have it preached to them again. Verse, verse 43. Preacher, if you are here listening to me, preach the gospel of Christ in its purest form. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. He draws, scripture says, you no, know, no. Uh, 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 in in Jesus' day, sinners and publicans drew near to him. What do you figure Jesus was saying that made sinners and publicans draw near to him? The people that drew far away from him, that, 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 that drew themselves back away from him, were the Pharisees. Sinners and publicans drew near to Jesus. Hallelujah! Why? The unconditional, immediate, eternal quality of the gospel hallelujah praise jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus it is good news indeed to the ears that hear them hallelujah verse 43 now when the congregation had broken up many of the jews and devout proselytes followed paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of god hallelujah did you hear that so the congregation got dismissed after the synagogue meeting and then when Paul and Barnabas were, were going to find them outside the synagogue again, what was the message? Continue in the grace of God, hello brethren, the message does not change. The gospel of, 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 of Christ is not just what battered us, it is what keeps us, it is what settles us, it is what saves us, it is the beginning, the middle, the end, it never changes. Today we hear, now that you are saved, now the gospel is dozed with pieces of the law, pieces of human performance for God's acceptance. No, 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 the gospel of Christ is perfect on its own. It is the power, don't forget, it is the power, it is the power, it is the power, it is the power, not another gospel. The gospel doesn't change when a man comes to Christ it is the same at the beginning at the middle at the end hallelujah glory to jesus so paul sees them and says you know what the message i have for you I, there were some of them struggling with with bad habits he sees them next he says, oh no continue in the grace of god what does that mean continue in the grace of christ what does that mean it simply tells them you know what what you have heard and believed continue believing it that is your key for your continuous life even in this new life that you have found hallelujah in this life of christ that is your key continue in this grace of christ do not forget them do not forget the facts do not forget the, the the unconditional the immediate the eternal gift of forgiveness of sins and justification hallelujah it is important to know the difference between forgiveness and justification And it is also important to know that not only are we forgiven of all our sins, we are justified. Justification is a step higher. Justification means being right with God. It means, you know, you are declared righteous. It means equality with God. It means as God is, so are you. Hallelujah. It is the equality that we share with God. It is the state of being like God. Of the state of being God, let me correct that. Righteousness—that is the person, that is the nature of God. Hallelujah! And it has nothing to do with your circumstances. It is a status that you that you walk into, that you claim right away. Having believed in the dead, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ Jesus, that is a gift. Justification is the state of being treated as though you never did any wrong. Just as Jesus, we read a few verses uh, b- before now, uh, let me backtrack into that. We read a few verses before now, um, 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 um. verse 28, Acts uh, chapter 13, and though they found no cause for death in him, they asked, so no cause for death was found in him, yet he was punished by death. Peter, a man of action, said he did no sin. John, a man of the earth, said in him was no sin. Paul himself, say, a, a, a man of divine knowledge, said no, he knew no sin. Hallelujah. Yet he died the worst death for the worst sinner. Hallelujah. Not because he did sin, not because he didn't, in the same vein, not because you did any good. You have forgiveness of sins and justification just by your believing in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ Jesus. Now, because you didn't have to get good enough to, to get it, you cannot get bad enough to lose it. Hi, hallelujah. You cannot get bad enough to lose this status. It is a status that becomes yours eternally, permanently, by your faith in the death, the burial and the resurrection of christ jesus la! hallelujah let us move on let us move on let, let, let us begin to tie it up together amen glory to jesus let's go to verse 43 now uh, uh verse 40 let's do verse 44 now yeah we, we took 43 already <laughs> on the next sabbath hear this again on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of god Hallelujah. Wow. Is this not the revival some of us seek? The revival, oh, the church, we need revival. No, we don't need revival. Someone that is alive doesn't need revival. It is someone that is dead that that needs revival. You are alive. We are made alive. The church is made alive with Christ. If you have not met Christ yet, yes, Christ is here to revive you by your faith in his death barrier and resurrection hallelujah praise jesus praise jesus if the gospel were, 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 were were preached in its purest form we wouldn't need to persuade people to be excited for something that is good news it is only when it is not good news that's when you need to persuade men to get excited about it the good news in itself is excitement hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. You are a preacher here. You are looking for that revival. <laughs> where, 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 where people will open up even to the truth. Open up to God. The gospel is the power. It is the power. It is the power. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Let, let's quickly jump right, right into verse, verse 46. As we begin to tighten up. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said it was necessary that the word of god should be spoken to you first but since you reject it and judge yourselves on what you everlasting life behold return to the gentiles so what happened the, uh, uh, was that some of the jews rejected this gospel they rejected it and this was paul's response this was Barnabas's response so this answers gives us another idea that this gives us a hint into what i talked about concerning verse 19. Which says, and when he had destroyed seven nations. So we see what destruction is here. We have a clue. Destruction is a state where a man, you know, is a state a man takes up for himself by rejecting salvation. Hallelujah. So God didn't destroy. It was their rejection of the salvation that God was offering. Of course, if there is destruction coming and then someone is offering you salvation and you reject it, what have you done? That is simply taking up your place in destruction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So what God has to offer is not destruction. God never offers destruction. What God has to offer is salvation. Now the rejection of what God offers is the position where we call destruction. Hallelujah. Because now the only thing that that can save you, the only one that can save you, you have rejected him what is left then you cannot be saved that is the state of destruction praise jesus praise jesus i charge you today in the name of jesus receive the gift that is made available the gospel of christ in its simplicity in its purest form is forgiveness of sins and justification from all things through that man jesus believe on him you are forgiven believe on him you are justified hallelujah glory to jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus something is fundamentally wrong when we have to persuade people persuade people to actually share the good news when when we have the good news in its purest form people see the good news in its purest form they will be happy to share to anybody that cares to listen it is it's good news nobody doesn't want to hear good news good news makes the heart leap for joy good news opens up (laughs) opens up the heart of anyone hallelujah and that is the power of god unto salvation glory to jesus glory to jesus as i close you know the the gospel that we have today what what in many circles is called no actually the gospel is like saying you know what uh i drive up with a uh, mercedes-benz uh 2024 and then i come to you and say that you know what this car it's a gift totally a gift a gift but you know what total total gift i love you that i'm giving you this gift you only have to pay me 200 dollars a month <laughs> that is no longer good news right that is not good news. That is no longer good. That there's nothing good news about that anymore. That is the sort of gospel that we are prevailing today. But that is not the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is free unto all. Free unto her. It's a total free gift. Total free gifts. By the time you start hearing things like, uh, 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 yes, 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 you are born again now, but to secure your salvation, then you have to give your tithe. Eh? You, you have to pay. Eh? They don't say give your tithe. You have to pay your tithe. <laughs> no, that is not true. That is not true. The gift of salvation is free unto all. It's free unto all. Today is not a day to talk about tithe or giving. But that's just an example. In essence, what I'm saying is that any gospel, anything that sounds like gospel that adds something other than Jesus and what is done, his death, his burial and resurrection, that is another gospel. Amen. That is another gospel. And Paul says, if any man, even be it an angel, even if it is us, even if it is Paul himself, Paul says, even if it is me, That preaches another gospel. Hey, hey, hey. No, don't take it. Don't take it. Let him be accursed. Don't take it. Shun that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So we can now rightfully identify what the gospel of Christ is. The gospel of Christ is perfect on its own. Perfect on its own. It is the power. Don't forget. We cannot overemphasize that. It is the power, the power. The gospel of Christ speaks about the message of his death, his burial, and his resurrection. The gospel of Christ is forgiveness of sins through Jesus, justification from all things through Jesus. The gospel of Christ is immediate, it is unconditional, and it is eternal. Praise Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus. Come and celebrate, we have the gospel. You have believed the gospel that is, that, this is the gospel we have received. This is the gospel we shall not allow sleep in the name of Jesus. This is the gospel. Wow, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen.
0: It's been a pleasure having you join us on today's podcast. We hope you were blessed. If you have never at any time confessed your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and would like to do this, please say these words after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for all my sins. You raised him from the dead and is alive today. By his sacrifice, I am forever forgiven, forever justified, and forever saved. Christ lives in me, and as he is, so am I in this world. Amen. Congratulations, you are now a member of God's family. He is now Father to you. We encourage you to grow daily by the knowledge of Christ. Until next time, remember you are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved.